0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show, and I am so happy to be with you today. And I'm going to start the show with prayer, and uh, I'm doing Facebook Live, and I'm filming for my TV show, And I'm trying to stay on track here with those listening. I just want to make sure that I'm giving you a clear message. And today's message is going to be you don't get a second chance to make a first good impression and God's promises. So it's two in one. And the first impression is because those that are watching on TV and on Facebook Live can see that uh, I don't look the same today. I look different. In fact, people don't even recognize me. They have to take a double and a triple because they don't even know it's me until I open my voice and they hear my voice. I mean, open my mouth and hear my voice. So, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I lift up this time to you and I just ask that you guide my words, guide my thoughts, give me discernment in this hour. Lord, I'm asking for your words to be my words, that they just flow right through me, that the Holy Spirit takes over and that. Those that need a certain message or a certain word, that that word and that message is delivered to give them freedom, to break them loose of any bondage, any unforgiveness, to encourage, inspire, Lord, and to just help people that are in a tough place. Because, Lord, you know, we all sometimes get in a tough place, but you're there. You're there to protect us, to guide us, to give us a hand up. And Lord, I just thank you so much that you've done there, done that for me, and you've been there for me. Therefore, I know that your promises are true. I know that you are real, and I just want every person that I care for, even people I haven't met yet, that they understand who you are so they can understand who they are through you. In all this we ask, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that was really good. See, that helped me. That helped me to get grounded. That helped me to just you know feel his presence right here right now and i'm not in the studio alone i have a producer here kevin and i have matt he's my videographer he helps me with my tv shows and and you know you cannot go through this world and this life alone you weren't meant to go through this life alone there were so many times in my life that i said alone again naturally that song, I don't know if you even are old enough to remember that song, Alone Again Naturally. And I used to say that to myself because I felt so alone, even though I could be in a room full of people. And I know some of you can relate to this right now. And I'm, I'm saddened by that, and so is God, because God doesn't want us to be alone. And he gives us promises, and he tells us even what we need to do in order for us to not be alone he's a relational God and he wants to have relationship with you my Jesus my Heavenly Father he wants a relationship with you more than you know so a little back history is it's Halloween time and there was a time when I was young where I loved Halloween you know when you're young and you get lots of candy it's really fun I was talking to some parents just this morning, and I was saying, you know, when I was trick-or-treating, I didn't have to worry about razor blades in apples. I didn't have to worry about poison being in the candy. But then, you know, you grow up and you have children, and you have children and you want to protect them to the best of your ability. You want to protect your kids. So we used to have this rule. We use a pillowcase because we wanted to get lots of candy. The dentists love that too, I'm sure. Anyway, so when we'd come back at the end of the day, we would have to dump all the candy, and the kids knew if there was anything that wasn't wrapped completely, if it looked like it had been messed with, we had to throw those away. And they understood that. That's why we got lots of candy, because we had to throw some things away. But that was okay, because they understood that me as their mother, that I am here to protect them as much as I can. You know, our Heavenly Father wants to protect us. And if you want to read a protection uh, chapter... Read Psalm 91. That just came to me. Psalm 91. Read that. If you feel like you're unprotected, if you don't feel protection, read that. Psalm 91. Okay? This came out of nowhere, really. But that's the beauty of memorizing and knowing Scripture and where they are, is that when you need it, it's there. It's very important to understand and to read the Word and get Scriptures memorized in your mind so that when you have to lean on a Scripture, you can find it. It's so important to know His Word, to understand His Word. So the first part of my show, which it's already been filled, I think, with a lot of little golden nuggets, which I love golden nuggets, is you don't get a second chance to make a first good impression. Now, some of you are just listening on my podcast or listening on the radio, and you can't see me right now. But if you could see me, I'm wearing a black wig with bangs, and I'm wearing more makeup than normal. I have blacker eyes and dark lipstick, and I'm wearing black And, uh, you know, I'm I'm wearing something I normally would not wear. So it's really fun. And um, the response and the reaction is great, just for effect. Uh, It's fun. But, you know, we don't get a second chance to make a first good impression. We really don't. And Halloween for me used to be fun, but then it became very a spiritual dark place. Halloween is my least favorite, holidays, because it's when the devil can come out And you don't even know because everybody is in costume and you don't know if that's really an evil person or if it's the devil. You really don't know. And there's been times where I've felt this oppression come over me on Halloween to where I stay at home and I am trying to speak into the children that are coming to my my, um, porch. And I have a cross that I light up on Halloween because I wanted to make sure that the Lord was revealed on this dark day and I know some people might say this is foolish but I can tell you that some of the places that I have been and I've witnessed there is no doubt in my mind that the devil is real there's no doubt in my mind that hell is a real place there's no doubt in my mind that there's a heaven that my mom's looking down on me right now it's her birthday tomorrow and I love her. I loved her so much and I still love her and I feel her presence right now And I just love her so much because what she did for me is she loved me unconditionally. And she always encouraged me. Susie, your world is your oyster. You can do anything. It made things so big that I didn't know where to go and what to do. But she said that the world is my oyster. And I thought, how wonderful is that? I want to be that kind of mom, too. I want to encourage and inspire. And our words are so powerful both ways. Our tongue is a two-edged sword. We have to be careful what we say. Pay attention to your words, people. Just pay attention to your words because your words can really hurt and really encourage and build somebody up. But you have to know and be aware of what you're saying. It's like people say, oh, I'm really starving right now. And I'll say, no, you're not. You're not starving. I know there's starving people, but you're not one of them. So we can say we're really hungry. Oh, wow, I'm famished right now. We could say that. But to say you're starving is a little bit, you know, excessive, I think. Okay, so just be aware. That's just one, you know, thing people say, oh, I'm just so, you know, um, oh, that just makes me mad or that makes me so, so heated or something, you know, and then it's just pay attention to your words. Just pay attention to your words. So you don't get a second chance to make a first good impression. So when you look in the mirror, what what are you portraying? You know, sometimes I look at people and I, I'm not really trying to judge, but my first impression is, did they really take a look in the mirror before they left the house? Did they really look in the mirror and they left the house looking like that? Did they do that because they wanted to or just because? Because, because all clothes don't look good on all people. You have a certain body type and your body type can look really good or it can you can accentuate the bad or less than good uh parts you know we all have good and bad you know and we have to look at what the good and accentuate are good it's just like with our purpose in life and our gifts we can focus on the gifts that we're really not good at and it makes us feel like a failure or makes us feel less than or we can focus on what our gifts are and we can excel in those gifts what would you prefer i know me i'd rather excel in what i'm good at and let somebody else excel in what they're good at Okay, because then we all are happier people. We all have gifts, and you have a purpose on this earth. You were created for a specific purpose. And if you don't know what that is, I've said this before on past shows, and if you don't know about my shows, this is the Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, show. And you can go on there, and you can pick Podcast from eight and a half years of podcasts and TV shows and videos. Me riding a unicycle talking about the five love languages. That's just one of them. Me riding a Harley talking about getting back up, getting back on. You know, there's so many things on my website that would help you. The IAMs. We have the pay IAMs where you can really get into it and watch those videos, or you can have the three pages of IAMs that I give you for free. All you have to do is push a button, download them, print them, and read them every day. And when you do that, your life will change. Your belief system will change on who you are. Because we can listen to the bad message or we can listen to God's message. Which one do you choose? That's easy for me. How about you? You don't get a second chance to make a first good impression. I want you guys to think about that. Because what is it you want to portray to the people that you are coming in contact with every day? Hygiene is really important. Do you shave? Do you get haircuts? Do you brush your teeth? Every day, like twice, three times a day. You know, do you wear deodorant when you need to? Uh, Do you wash your clothes? Do you dry them fully or do you let them stay in the dryer and they kind of have this mildewy smell? You know, I'm in the dance world and sometimes I'll dance with somebody and you can tell that they really don't know how to do their laundry. And they've worn the shirt more than they should. And so I'm just saying that we need to pay attention to our presentation. Because it makes you feel better, and it makes other people more comfortable to be around you. And it's not a bad thing. You know, I don't think, oh, man, that's so shallow. No, it's not. It's just reality. And if you want to, you know, get the most out of this life and and do things, I'll give you a little story. My stepfather, he was sick. He had um, diabetes. He had to take shots. And he was very sick, and he was in the hospital. And I walked in one day and he wasn't shaven. He, he looks like Santa Claus, but he looked like a very scruffy Santa Claus. He didn't look like a, a clean cut Santa Claus. Do you know what I, the picture I'm giving you? Okay. So I walked in and his teeth, his toenails were like curled over. They needed cut. And he was so messy that I, w- if I was a nurse, I would, it would be hard for me to get close to him. And I said to his son, um, I said, Scott, I said, you know, do you have a razor? Let's just shave him. Let's, you know, do you have an electric razor? Do you have a, you know, let's shave him. Let's cut his toenails. And he's like, what? And I said, you want him to be taken care of. And right now he's not giving a presentation of of having somebody want to get close. And so we did that. And it was amazing. Everybody in the room, all our family members saw that there was a change in Um, The approach. There was a change in how he was being taken care of, just because of his presentation. So there is just a story there. There is. You're listening to the Sue Free Show, and I'm just so thankful for Salem Communications, and I'm I'm thank you for KUHL up in Santa Maria that now has an FM station that I get to get on too. So I'm very excited AM and FM, and that secular. And I'm so appreciative of being able to get his word out to people all over because we need to there's so many lost people there's people that just don't understand and i want them to understand the love of christ that his forgiveness his grace is sufficient on the way in driving in today i'm i'm you know praying and i'm i'm asking the lord you know what's the message for today and there's this big truck, big truck, those big round ones that have fluid in them. And I'm following behind, and I try to give distance because I don't want to rock, throw it up. i throwing up on my window and breaking my window. So, oops, distance. And I get distance. And on the truck, there was this word. And the word was grace on the back of this truck. I've never seen that word on the back of a round, tubular truck before. Now, you know that the acronym for grace, listen carefully, is God' riches at Christ's expense. And isn't that so true? God's riches at Christ's expense. So I thought, how wonderful is that? Thank you, Lord, for that. Because we need his grace. His forgiveness frees us of all bondage. We're no longer prisoners. The victory is ours, and we have won the battle because he won the battle before us. And so even if you're going through trials and tribulations, understand this, that you're going through the battle because you need to learn something. And you're going to learn what you're made of. You're going to learn that you're stronger than this and you can thrive, thrust through and you can, you, you can get to the other side and you will. You might not feel like it right now, but you will get to the other side. And you're going to be a bigger and a better person because you're going to understand what you're made of. You're going to understand that you're stronger. And with the Lord's help, you're going to understand that you will endure and you are victorious. And maybe that's a word for you right now. You have to understand that the battle is won. Oh, hallelujah. I think that's so great. The battle is won. I know for me, I'm going through battle right now. Going through battle, legal issues, all kinds of things are going on right now. But you know what? I'm victorious in Jesus' name. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. And you know what? I am. Because I believe it. And I know that the Lord's working it all out. He's going to work it all out. Does everything go my way? Always, No, but it goes the way God wants it to go. For whatever reason, I don't have all the answers, but he does. And I just have to be faithful and obedient. And out of obedience comes blessings, and I believe that. Right? I'm excited. I don't like to say right so much, but I said it one time, so I guess I can be forgiven for saying right once. Because I want you to understand and be right with me on all of this. This is the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful you're here Uh, FaceTime, Facebook Live, and uh, on my TV show, hi, and on the radio. So um, I need eyes, and so I'm going to put my eyes on now, and I'm going to start reading because we prepared a really good message for today, and I I already feel like so much has been said. I'm excited about that. So I'm going to go into uh, what we prepared for, and it's God's promises. You know, Lydia, my assistant, she says, what do you want to talk about today? And, And you know what? Um... God's promises are so great. So I asked her, I said, go on Bible Gateway, Lydia, on NIV, and tell me, how many times is the word promises, divine, uh, mentioned in the Bible? And she pinked it, and it says 5,467 times, his promises. The promises of God reveal his particular and eternal purposes, to which he is unchangeable, committed, and upon which believers can totally depend. These promises are, however, conditional, upon obedience on the part of the believers. So his promises become real and true when the believer is obedient to what the Lord wants. God's promises are irrevocable. He's absolutely trustworthy. He's unchanging. He has the power and will to fulfill his promises. He's faithful in keeping all his promises. His promises stem from his goodness and his glory. God may confirm his promises with an oath, It keeps going on. The grounding of God's promises in Christ. God's promises are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ brings superior promises through the new covenant. Jesus Christ mediates a covenant of inner transformation, willing obedience, intimate relationship with God, and forgiveness of sins forever. Jesus Christ has the right to make promises on God's behalf. God's promises must be received by believers. They're received by faith, by the way. His promises are received by faith. Do you have faith? Do you believe? Because if you don't, if you're on the fence, he says, you've got to get off the fence. You've either got to be a believer and have faith or you're a doubtful Thomas. Which one are you? Which one are you? And wavering back and forth is not healthy for you. You know, you need to make a decision and stick to it. Particular promises of God in Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of life and eternal life, resurrection, the forgiveness of sins. Oh boy, forgiveness of sins. First John 1 9. The presence of God, the peace of God, the joy in God, knowledge of God. Wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you, Lydia, for giving me that little piece of paper there. All right, so we have an article by Fritz Cherry. Uh this is his article, not mine, okay, but I'm gonna read this because it's good. Bible verses about keeping your word. Okay. So we talked about God's promises, and I ripped off some scriptures there and ripped off some things there for you to think about, and it was quick. Uh, And that's good. Um, I like quick. You know, get to the point, Sue. Just get to the point, right? So um, did you know that your words are powerful? Okay. And you need to keep your promises. Okay. If we're expecting God to keep his promises, he wants us to keep ours. Now, I had another um, show where I talked about our word being our word and that it is so important and the integrity, your character, your moral values Are keeping your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. I'm stopping there and I'm hesitating because I really want that to penetrate through, okay? Be a person of your word. I have an employee right now that said he was going to do something and then he did something else and then he came back and he goes, oops, I made a mistake. I want to come back. I I was just, I I need your reaction and I did something other than what I said I was going to do. And I said, okay, if you learn nothing more than this, I want you to learn this. Your word is your word and your integrity is your word and your word your actions speak louder than your words have you ever heard that before i'm sure you have your actions need to speak they speak louder than your words you can say something all day long but if your actions don't follow that then your you know your whole testimony is is marred it's scarred it, it's it's not it has no power so understand that and be a person of your word don't make promises you can't keep I say that to people all the time. They'll say, oh, well, can you promise me that I'm going to get three leads a day? And I said, no, I can't. I can't make my phone ring. I can do everything humanly possible to get my phone to ring, but I can't make somebody dial. I can't make them pick up the phone and I can't make them E. cola I can't make them. I'm hoping that I can convince them that it's a good choice, but I cannot make people do those things. Okay, so. As Christians, if we make promises to someone or to God, we are to keep those promises. It would have been better for you not to make the promise in the first place than to break it. For instance, if you tell God that if he gets you out of this trial, whatever that trial is, and you give him a promise and say, I'll do this and that, and he gets you out of the trial, but instead of keeping your word, you procrastinate and you try to compromise or you get selfish and find a way out. Ooh. God always keeps his word, and he expects you to do the same. God will not be mocked. It's always better to just do what you know needs to be done than to make a promise. Nobody likes when someone doesn't live up to their word. I know that if you think right now, listener, I know that if you think right now, you're going to know, you can, you can put a name on somebody that let you down, that told you something they would do or they wouldn't do, and then they did the opposite. You probably have them in the top of your mind right now. It's indexed in that brain of yours and it hurt your heart because you felt betrayed. You felt like they didn't do what they said they would do and that impacts you, doesn't it? And it doesn't only impact you. It impacts anybody else that was supposed to get impacted by the original promise. So, you know, if you haven't been convinced enough of how important this is, I hope this is going to help you if this is an area that needs work. We're, We're on this journey together And he's not through with us yet. So I'm not here to judge and I'm not here to make you feel bad. But I am here to say that if there's something that you can improve on for yourself and for others that you are in relationship with, then why not here and why not now? What are you waiting for? Right? Let's deal with it now. Oh, that was number two right. All right. So don't make promises anymore. But instead, do God's will, and we'll, and He will help you in all situations. Just seek Him in prayer. We must have integrity. Proverbs eleven three: the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Ecclesiastes five two: don't make rash promises, and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven, and you are here on earth. So let your words be few. Let your words be few. Deuteronomy 23, 21, 23. I like to give the address just in case. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, don't avoid keeping it. The Lord your God expects you to keep it. You would be guilty of a sin if you didn't. If you didn't make a vow, you would not be guilty. Make sure you do what you said you would do in your vow. You freely chose to make your vow to the Lord your God. So we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Fries, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and e cola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering a hundred dollars off any termite work and fifty dollars off pest control for new customers. Just call eight seven seven three three two bugs for details that's eight seven seven three three two bugs or online at termitelady.com. dot com e cola powerful termite and pest control as gentle
0: as a butterfly love you mom e cola termite and pest control eight seven seven three three two Bugs. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services?
1: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
0: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. termite pest control services now. 800 332 bucks through two bugs or termitelady.com. E. Ecola powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you, E. termite pest management services for sponsoring this show. And Learning to Breathe, that's a book that I wrote during a A really trying time where God said to be still and know that he was God, and he repaired my leg, and it's a miracle. I'm walking, dancing, and doing all the things I do, and I'm so thankful every time I step on the dance floor to be able to be dancing. It's a passion, and it's wonderful, and I really recommend it to anybody and everybody. I think it's a great social thing, and it's really wonderful for physicality and just to keep moving. you know, got to keep in motion. we got to keep moving. So I think it's a great thing to do. So if you haven't done it or if you don't think you can, you can. You're just saying you can't, but you can. Even if you have two left feet, you don't really. You have a left and a right. Just saying. Okay, so um, I'm going to go to number five. Don't bring promises. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 through 7. If you make a promise to God, keep your promise. Don't be slow to do what you promised. He's just not happy if you don't. Don't say to the priest, I didn't mean what I said. If you do this, God might become angry with your words and destroy everything you have worked for. You should not let your useless dreams and bragging bring you trouble. You should respect God. You know, when I have something that comes to me in my mind that I want to do, I am not one to boast about it. I'm not one to even state it until it comes to a point where I need help or I need it to get out because um, things happen when I get things out. But I can't do that before it's time. So I always make sure that I'm I'm not all talk. Okay, I want the action to be first and then let the action speak for itself. Right. I just feel like that's better. There's number three. Right sorry about that guys anyway so numbers 32 through 4 if a man makes a vow to the lord that he will do something or swears an oath that he won't do something he must not break his word that's repetitive so i'm not going to go any further on that deuteronomy 23 21, 22 if you make a vow to the lord your god do not be slow to pay it do not be slow. don't pro- procrastinate for the lord your god will certainly demand it of you and you will be guilty of sin but if you refrain from vowing you will not be guilty of sin okay a person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Proverbs twenty-five, fourteen. Have you ever done this? If you have, make sure that you make that right. 1 John 2, 3 through 5. This is how we are sure that we have come to know him. By keeping his commands, the one who says, I have come to know him, yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is perfected. This is how we know we are in him. Perfect. Okay, so God's promises, Google's definition of promise, a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. So God is true to his promises. That means if he says he's going to do it, he does it. And don't you want to be like him? I know I do. So, Lydia, my assistant, she says, life hack. Five tips to help you keep your promises. She says, Sue, life hack is something that's being said a lot right now, and I don't even know what that is. But she does. She's a lot younger than me, so she says, just say it, life hack. Okay, I'm saying it. Um, And so we make commitments to others and ourselves all the time. The question is, do we keep them? So here's some things. More importantly, we are telling ourselves that we don't value our own word. Not keeping a promise to yourself is the same as disrespecting yourself. Eventually, it can harm our self-esteem, confidence, and experience of life. You know, I see this so often. I just want to take a side path here for a second and say that I'm I'm experiencing a lot of people that feel stuck. They feel stuck in their situation, and I talked about this last week too. And I feel sad because I've been here. I've been stuck, and I just didn't know how to get out. And last week, I think I talked about what I did as far as facing your fear head on and what's the worst that could happen. And then you get, you, you get through that visual and you experience that and then you realize it's not as bad as you thought. The fear itself is what's crippling you and keeping you stuck. And really, you can break free of the stuckness, if that's a word, that's a su- suism, I guess. But you can get freed of that just by facing your fears head on. And what I'm finding is that people lack self-esteem, They lack confidence, and the experience of life hasn't been strong enough to give them the strength they need to know that they will endure through whatever it is they're going through. If we give our children too much and we don't let them struggle through things, then I think we're doing them a disservice. How do you know the level in which you allow that? That's a tough one. You know, there's this line in the sand, but you have to let your kids fight through battles. You have to let them grow up. You know, I'm in a situation right now where there's parents that are just holding on so tight that eventually this person is going to break free because um, you just can't keep doing that. You know, you're, as parents, we're supposed to, you know, train them up in the way they shall go. And, you know, God's promises they will not depart. It doesn't mean they might not leave for a while, but it means they'll come back. And we have to believe that like the prodigal son, right? But our job is to prepare them to be responsible adults so that they can handle and manage and part of that is, is going through some tough times so that they understand they will endure and they will get through this because they have that back experience to lean on. I know I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't been, have to be toughened up by whatever I had to go through and that I had to learn God's grace and I had to learn that I was forgiven and I had to learn that not all of it was my fault, that some of it was thrown on me and I was taking all of it on and it wasn't even mine to take. I know some of you can relate to what I'm saying right now. So what this does to us as human beings is we internalize all of this pain, all of this unworthiness, and we become isolated, and we lose confidence in our ability to break free and to really be who we are. And then we become somebody we're not. And I don't want that for anybody. God doesn't want that for anybody. He wants you to be who you are. Figure out who that is. How do you do that? Get closer to God. Understand who he says you are. I am's, the I am's is a perfect way of helping you with this struggle, this homework assignment. If you get this, I'm telling you, it will change your life. It's something you can do. And the other thing is, is that if you don't know what your purpose is, this came to me a couple uh, weeks ago when I was in church, is that he tells you to love thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and body. And then he tells you, he tells you that you need to love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you do those two things, you're really on a great path. You're on a great path where you're going to really experience his love and his grace, and you're going to understand that you're here for a reason and a purpose, and even if it's just to love thy neighbor and to love God first, love thy neighbor as thyself, you do those two things, you're going to be a bigger and better person, just doing those two things. And I always said to God, tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it because I'm a doer. I'm results-oriented. I'm a visual person, and I'm a results person. And so I need to be check off list. You know, I just, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Check off, check off, check off, right? And it helps you get through whatever it is you need to get through. Sometimes on our personal level, it's a little more difficult to identify and to itemize and to figure out what you need to do next. So if a simple thing like, I don't know what my purpose is, but I know that part of my purpose is to love God with all my heart and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Hmm, can I do that? I think I can. And I'm going to, starting right now and it's great. So, here's what he says. And this will help you with your self-esteem. It'll help you with your confidence, and it's going to help you get unstuck if you're stuck, okay? Make it concrete. Whatever the promise is, make sure that are certain that you will be able to do something before you commit to it. Then be clear on the expectation, action, or result that is agreed to. Then set a firm deadline. Firm promises that are set in stone are more likely to be kept. Never make a promise that you are not sure you can keep. Very good advice. Number two, get it in writing. Write it down. We have a staff meeting every Monday at Ecola. And on the staff meeting, we have tasks in our Microsoft. And what we do is each person has their own task list. And what it says is what is the task and what's the deadline, right? And then we come back every week and say, okay, what's the progress? Is this finished? Where are you in this process that you need to get done? And it helps us stay on task. Businesses and professionals most often get themselves into trouble when they have made a verbal agreement. The difficulty with verbal agreements is that they are often vague and tend to be perceived differently by both parties. Ah, expectations aren't clear. Hmm. You may not even agree when a promise or agreement unfulfilled because you have differing views on what precisely was promised. Be Be clear. Clarity is key. Memories are faulty, perception is skewed, and wording tends to be unclear. Make it a practice to get professional agreements in writing. This makes this much easier for both parties to keep their word. When both parties are very clear on what is expected, it is more likely that agreements will be upheld. Small, Small promises count. They do count. People often dismiss small promises as unimportant. But that is just not true. You don't call back when you say you will. You don't repay a loan that's outstanding. Or maybe it just doesn't seem important to keep a confidence. If you fail to take the minor promises seriously, you destroy trust and damage your reputation. The small things matter. It's in the small things. Failing to keep these small promises gives the appearance of being disorganized and irresponsible. You make the other person feel dismissed and unimportant. Conversely... You can build trust by demonstrating that you keep your word even on seemingly inconsequential things. Perhaps even more important, when people realize that you consistently keep smaller promises, they will reasonably believe that you can keep your word on important things. This will actually help build your reputation as a trustworthy person. That is so good. My sister even said, you know, Sue, I really appreciate that when you say you're going to call me back, that you actually call me back. And I said, well, yeah, of course I'm going to call you back. You're listening to the Sue Free show on our flagship station KKLA 99.5 thank you San Diegans K Praise for listening to the show and please share it would you sue free spelled like fries one word com go there connect with me get on my email list and share this show because there's so many people that don't know about my show and i want more people to know i really do and i need your help i need your help to spread the word okay oh and that brings up k dar the word you need to spread the word Sue Free Show. It's been there for a while, like eight and a half years. Come on, let's share this show with other people. Let's get more people to know about it. Because I think I was at a Women's Ministry just last week, and there were twenty women. I'm not kidding you. I'm not exaggerating. Twenty women that came up and said, oh, "I listened to your show, and just I just thank you so much. I have to pull over on the car because I'm weeping or I'm laughing or you know you're just you're. It feels like you're talking just to me, and I'm like that was so encouraging for me. I just. Felt so blessed, and I told them that. And I said, how can I improve? And you know what? They said, let me think about that. But you know, right now, I love the sound of your voice. I love your message. You're so real, Sue. You're just so real. That's what I love about you. You're so real. I'm like, I don't know how to be anything else. I really don't. I don't know how to be anything else but real. And if you're looking at me right now, you're laughing because I don't look like me right now. So yeah, I'm really real right now. Anyway, so it's kind of fun. Anyway, so do it anyway. There goes out anyway like four times. Don't rationalize or make excuses for yourself. Push yourself a bit. Work a little longer. Sacrifice something else. Persist and persevere. Despite what it costs you, both the external and internal cost of failing will be much higher. That's all very good advice, isn't it? Here's number five. Expect the same from others. You know, if you're going to be this integrity person, if you're going to be a person of your word, don't you want others to play the same game with the same rules? I know I do. I have employees who say they're going to do something and they don't do it. And I will bring them in my office. They'll sit there and, and I'll say, you know, have I ever broken a promise to you? Have I ever told you something I didn't deliver? And they'll say no. And I'll say, so you understand that it's a two-way street, that this has to be a win-win, which means I expect the same from you. I'm not expecting more from you than I'm willing to give, but I'm expecting the same relationship back. If you can't do that, then don't tell me you're going to do something if you're not going to do it. I'd rather you just tell me the truth say I, I can't or I'm not or whatever. I'd rather you sell me, tell me that because then I can work around that. But if I'm depending on you to deliver and you don't deliver, then we're both disappointed. You feel bad because you didn't deliver and you said you would. And I feel bad because I'm not getting the results I'm supposed to get. Therefore, expect the same from others. Most often people will keep their word. You should expect the best of people and give them your trust until they prove they are not worthy of it. However, when someone fails to keep their word, don't excuse them. Be clear and honest in your disappointment. I am. Remind them of their broken promise and let them know how failure to act on their part has inconvenienced you, cost you, hurt you, or let you down. And this is in in personal relationships. This is in your business relationships. This is anywhere, everywhere in ministry. You know, you can't fire somebody in ministry. They're giving up their time freely. But you know what? If people don't measure up, they don't measure up. Your your job is you're supposed to get something done because you're responsible for it. And if you don't verbalize that and let them know what's expected, then shame on you. But if you have let them know and they said, yes, they can do that, and then they don't, then it's up to you to let them know that and to ask, how can we resolve this for the future? What are we going to do different from this point forward? Because you get what you tolerate. And I don't want to tolerate that type of procedure or that type of win-win because it's not a win-win. It's a lose-lose. So... I don't want to tolerate that, so I'm going to bring it out, and we're going to decide, what are we going to do? Are you not going to do it? Are you going to do it? And when can I expect it? Pretty direct. Be sure to surround yourself with those types of people that you can depend on. That is so vitally important, especially in the workplace. Okay, so the last one is by Stacey Pardot, Five Truths Strong Enough for Any Trial. We all need truth to hold on to in life. For the trial of life shattering crisis or for discouragement that comes from months of persevering in life's daily demands. We all need something strong to stabilize us in life's difficult seasons. One of the most difficult seasons of my life came when our three-year-old daughter suffered a debilitating illness for nearly two years. This is by Stacey Pardo, not by me. Five truths strong enough for any trial. The illness left our normally vivacious child unable to eat or speak for months at a time. We pursued the best medical treatment in the country, researched her condition tirelessly, and prayed with all our hearts. Finally, shortly after her four-month birthday, the severity of her condition lessened, and by the time she was five, it had nearly disappeared. Throughout the most difficult stretches of our family struggle, these five promises regularly reminded me, that God would carry us through the trial. In the years since the ordeal, these words from Scripture continue to be an anchor for my soul. No matter what part of your life is difficult right now, if your hope is in God, these promises will hold true for you as well. God goes with you. He's with you every step of the way. God goes with you. It is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Deuteron- Deuteronomy 31.6 that's one to lean on, isn't it? That's one you could write on an index card and you can memorize it and keep it close. Because he will not leave you nor forsake you. Even though sometimes you might not feel him, he's there. And he's working. He's working these things out. Above all else, our comfort comes from knowing that God won't abandon us when life becomes challenging, uncertain, or painful. He's faithful to stay with us, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. His faithfulness doesn't mean that life will be easy or trials won't come. His faithfulness means he won't ever leave us, even when the trials come. We can cling to this promise when we feel misunderstood, betrayed, and abandoned. How many, how many listening right now have ever felt misunderstood? Oh, it's so upsetting, isn't it? It's so upsetting. How many have felt betrayal, that you've been betrayed? doesn't feel very good, does it? How about abandoned? These are all very painful. The Lord will never abandon his children. He's there for you. Even when everybody else might be letting you down, the Lord's there. God will accomplish his will. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Did you hear that? That's Psalm thirty-eight, eight. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. You were created for a specific purpose, and he will fill that. You have to do your part, though. Okay, this isn't all about sitting back and just, okay, God, do what you're going to do. No, you need to be part of this. You're engaged in this life, and you need to make the most of every minute. We only have so many minutes. If you figure out how old you are, figure out how much, what age you think you might go, figure out how many minutes, how many hours, how many days It kind of will – it will blow your mind. It really will. You're going, wow, I only have that. I better get back on my my bucket list. I better get going because I got things to do. I got places to go. I got people to meet. And I want to make a difference in this world. Do you? I so do. I want to make a difference in this world. I want my life to count for something. Do you? I think it's really important. It was difficult to see that God was working to fulfill his purpose in our lives when our daughter was chronically ill. Years later, I'm convinced that he used this child to instill a deep well of compassion in our child. He used it to teach her parents to trust him with their precious child. He worked in our hearts after she was healed to cultivate a deep gratitude for the healthy lives we once took for granted. God gives wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. James 1, 5. Do you feel like you lack wisdom? Where do you get wisdom? Hmm. Let him ask God. God will give generously without reproach. Pretty nice. I kind of like that. Let's see, that was number three. Number four. We can trust that when we ask God for wisdom, he will make clear all that we need to know doesn't happen right away all the time though you know you ask him and sometimes he he ponders on it you know and we just want the answer now i don't know i'm impatient and i've got to learn patience so uh anyway so god will meet you draw near to god and he will draw near to you james 4 8 it's comforting to know that when i seek the face of my father he promises to meet me god is not only with me In a general sense, but he draws near to me personally. I might not feel a tangible encounter, but I can trust that he's listening and that he wants to meet with me. When difficult times arise in our lives, it's tempting to grow frustrated and even bitter. In our bitterness, we're tempted to turn away from God. But he longs for us to draw close to him, and he promises to draw close to us. He doesn't walk away from us. We walk away from him. We draw away. He wants to pursue. He's a gentleman. He's not going to come and grab you and say, no, come this way. He's waiting for you to turn around or look up and just reach up. And he's there. He doesn't move away. We do. So if you're not feeling close, he has not left. He's there. You have moved. So it's your choice. What do you want to do now? And why wait? Do it now. God works where you cannot see. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah forty three nineteen. Boy, have you ever felt like you were in the desert? Like everything was dry and there was no life where you are? You just feel like totally in the desert. And he's saying, he will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Oh, the thought of water when you're in the desert, it's hot and you're scorched. And he's going to bring rivers. It's awesome. Just that visual picture of that. And I know I have been in the desert. Have you? How does it feel? Do you like it? But there's a reason you're there. Okay? Maybe you have made a choice that's caused you to be there. Or maybe there's a lesson to be learned. There's always a lesson to be learned. In everything that happens, there's a lesson to learn. Okay? God calls his people to trust in what is not yet seen. Though a desert is before them, he is preparing to send a river of deliverance. We can cling to the same promise. When we cannot see what the hand of God is doing, we can trust that he's working all things for the good of those who love him. Do you love him? Romans eight twenty eight. He's working it out for you if you love him and put him first. If life has you discouraged today, take heart. God is always working. Cling to the promises in his word and rest your life on them. His word will never return empty, and you can trust him to fulfill every promise. I love that. God's promises, they're real. And we can rely on them because he's a man of his word. He's a God of his word. So I'm going to read from my favorite book right here, Jesus Calling. Learn to listen to me even while you are listening to other people. As they open their souls to your scrutiny, you are on holy ground. You need the help of my spirit to respond appropriately. Ask him to think through you live through you, love through you. My own being is alive within you in the person of the Holy Spirit. If you respond to others' needs through your unaided thought processes, you offer them dry crumbs. When the Spirit empowers your listening and speaking, my streams of living water flow through you to other people. Be a channel of my love, joy, and peace by listening to me as you listen to others. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. John 7, 39. This has been such a wonderful show, and I'm so thankful that all of us are together. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. We
0: can we can a ah, it's a time of the year when Bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. No more creepy, crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, Powerful pest control services, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.